Welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Erin Pym. And here at the Bedpost Podcast, what I like to do is bring fun and sexy guests into the studio to have an in-depth conversation about sex and sexuality with me. But first, as you guys know, if you are regular listeners, I'm just going to talk about my Patreon for a hot minute, because <laughs> that's kind of how I make my money, um, podcasting, and I spend a lot of time and energy into the pod. So if you are interested in throwing me a couple bucks, you know, supporting the artist, that sort of a thing, you can do so at patreon.com slash show. Also, you know, if you do end up donating, there's a bunch of exclusive content on there. You can get mini episodes, you can get sexy photo sets, sexy videos, uh, audio erotica that has been read and written by yours truly. So lots of fun stuff over there on the Patreon if you're interested. I'd really appreciate it. Once more, that is patreon.com slash thebedpostshow. And without further ado, I have a really fantastic guest here in the studio, and we're coming at you with another topic-based episode. So let me just introduce them. This is a member of the DDLG community, Peaches. Hello, hello. Hey, Peaches. How are you? I'm so well. How are you doing? Yay. I'm so great. Good, good. Right off the top, I feel like some people may not even know. I know. It's interesting. Whenever I say, like, I'm going to a DDLG event, there are either people who clue in right to what that is, or you're on the end and no idea. Um, It is Daddy Dom Little Girl tends to be the, I guess, acronym for the the community. I actually would love to see that change eventually, because there are mommies and little boys out there, and also non-binary people too, who are a part of the community and think would want something maybe on the spectrum of names or um, some sort of alphabet soup kind of name for it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, I've heard DDLB, which is, you know, Daddy Dom Little Boy for gay male couples. Yeah. But I don't know what to say about anybody who's not on the binary yeah really yeah with it yeah I'm sure we could have a more inclusive term <laughs> I think so I yeah. think so yeah <laughs> because tell me if you want to say this yeah. or not um you identify as non-binary I do identify as non-binary and what's interesting about being in the daddy dom little girl community not only as a non-binary person but as a switch is yeah. you're just like have your kind of tentacles and everything yeah exactly <laughs> um so yeah it's it's definitely an interesting position to be in but i feel as though because of that i can give a lot more of a di- diverse perspective um which i do appreciate the people who can come from just like a one point perspective um because I think there's a lot of people who resonate with that as well for but sure. for people who are maybe exploring it I can kind of say hey this is my experience as a daddy this is my experience as a little um 
and and this is also my experience as a non-binary person like within that community as well mm-hmm. so yeah for those of you who aren't catching on mm-hmm. um ddlg is you know part of kind of the kink fetish i would say sex positive under that umbrella yeah and it's mostly focused on people who either identify as a daddy or a mommy or some sort of parent figure a caregiver role. a caregiver role for sure um and another consenting adult who feels more as though like they're very childlike and uh want to be nurtured and want that caregiver to kind of you know really look after them and, and treat them like a kid you know like essentially a, yeah, yeah a little when bit. you break it down yeah when you really break it down exactly i think there's more layers to it for sure uh and i think that that's the big misconception of the whole ddlg community is that people just don't quite understand it because from an outside perspective when when you do break it down like that you're like oh it's someone acting like a parent and treating you like a kid they're like oh, okay pedophilia yes like immediately yeah. right away children yeah, and yeah. it's like, no, it has nothing to do, never nothing has... to do with kids. Yeah, yeah. Two consenting adults mm-hmm. just playing around. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. expressing themselves in a certain way, either by a certain, during play, you know, with certain role play, mm-hmm. or 24-7, you know. Yeah, or as an as actual well. lifestyle. As a lifestyle. I know a lot of people within the community that are good friends of mine really do live it as a lifestyle, and... Me and my uh, anchor partner are definitely, I would say, in the middle. Okay. Um, Again, because of, we were talking earlier before, you know, we even started taping, but just the the stigma and the stereotype around it and that it's so taboo. So I think it's difficult to completely live it um, all the time, especially around maybe family who doesn't understand. Sure. Um, Certain public places, it's actually gotten to be a little bit fun to start playing around with, like, especially the names and stuff like that. And we just assume that people at the grocery store don't hear us calling each other <laughs> daddy and baby. Um, but, you know, that that you get you do get a little bit nervous sometimes. Even sure. today, I'm wearing a, a baby onesie that is very, you know, clearly, like, a little bit younger, and I have an older body. Um so it's 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 quite the, it's a look it's a look it's, it's a, a look, look yeah. for sure so you know it's a pink overall it says baby yeah it actually it. says baby yeah. right <laughs> in a heart on your chest right there i so love it i love pretty, it so much pretty apparent um but <laughs> uh i always i feel really comfortable in different get-ups like that and like to be able to go out in public i think for the first time wearing something so apparently of like a little thing mm-hmm. um was like interesting. I didn't actually get as many like head turns looks. or like looks or comments um, or, or comments. Maybe if I was wearing like a diaper and a pacifier out in public, that might be something that like crosses a line for some people. Sure. Um, but I think this is why podcasts like this are so important because it's allowing people to have a platform to possibly discuss things that are really taboo or. Um, just uncomfortable for people to recognize, acknowledge, or discuss, yeah. uh, or even, you know, admit is out there. Uh, so, yeah, I think that it's a, a neat opportunity for people maybe to understand those underlayering layers yeah. of it. Yeah, because um, another thing that I've talked to folks that aren't, you know, they generally, like, want to kind of do the 24-7 thing, and they mm-hmm. want to be super open, they want to wear whatever the hell they want in public and whatnot, mm-hmm. but for the, 
you know, tons of reasons you're, you know, not, you don't feel, you may not feel safe to do so, right? Yeah. Um, or comfortable or what have you. So I, yeah, I have a few friends that do the 24-7 thing and they kind of have, always have like something on their person Mm. that is like, you know, a physical representation of their little persona right? or what have you, you know, like just yeah. a certain type of jewelry or something. Yeah. I've that, seen like the collars. Yeah. Have a color. Exactly. Yeah. You know, or even like a passy in their pocket or like, That's cute. or, you know, ABDL, ABDLers that, you know, will just wear the diaper under their clothing or, or what mm-hmm. have you, you know, if they're into that, the folks that happen to be into that. Um, because yeah, you, I, I totally understand how that would be. People wouldn't be super receptive to you being in your full little get up and walking around town. Mm-hmm. People would be like, honestly, what is happening right now? Yeah. And are you okay? And yeah. And what's going on? And I think it's almost like a societal thing that's put so much pressure on you being an adult and having to be an adult and having to be a 24 seven adult all the time. And mm-hmm. under, and there's just a complete lack of understanding that we will always have an inner child. I believe that that every single person has an inner child. However it is that you express it, whether it's, you know, when you're like an actual dad playing football with their kid or um, you're in the community where like you like you have stuffies and you watch cartoons all the time. You um, cuddler, you do. Yeah, you're yeah. a cuddler. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who doesn't love a good cuddle, right? And that's like such a... That's innately such just a innocent, like, fun-loving thing yeah, to do. Yeah, essentially the essence of play. Like, as, mm-hmm. as adults, we still crave play. Oh, yeah. Like, my uh, fiancé is... Uh, he's just a big kid. Yeah. Like, he... Oh, my husband. All this oh, my husband. Said, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. He's the silliest man I have ever, ever, ever come across in my life. Yeah. Honestly. At home, like, when he's in his, like, home persona... Yeah. Like when he's comfortable in his own, in his own space at home, he is just outrageous. Yes. <laughs> so it's such a kid. Yes. Yeah, and that's 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 my fiance as well, and I think that's why we're able to go into these roles of him wanting to be nurtured more, and then me wanting to be nurtured more. Like we all have those days um, when you and... need it a bit more. Yeah, 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 and I think that you just because you're an adult couple doesn't mean you don't fall into those roles sometimes yeah it's it's so yeah it's so true i uh like we don't identify as um like dd ddlgers or really anything like that but there are so many parts of our relationship that i was like oh we are littling out right now yeah you know what i mean (laughs) so we may not identify that way but there are so many aspects of our home life that really do resemble Mm -hmm. like a ddlg or a ddlb dynamic that's like awesome. when we're really ourselves in our own space at home. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I you can, can see it. it. Oh, for sure I can. Yeah. yeah. And see then So I get it. Yeah, exactly. And that's I think a little bit what this could maybe shed light on for some people who have never heard of uh this community pef- before is that they can maybe resonate with it in some way. They don't have to be, they're not, you know, don't have to be like, oh my gosh, now am I a DDLG or like, I never, like, no, don't freak out. It's that, there's just that we, there's crossovers of all um, communities in the whole world. And it's that we, it's our way of finding a way to connect to each other instead of just being like, oh, you're this and I'm that. So we're just going to. 
other that otherness yeah yeah like let's come together to more more as communities and try to like understand each other a bit yeah so okay what what maybe what are you drawn to this type of play or this mm-hmm. type of dynamic like what about it really either turns you on or makes you feel safe or makes you feel excited yeah, um, I'd say the vocabulary, number one, and that's going to be what I'm discussing at the Oasis DDLG talk, uh-huh, uh-huh. so I'm going to have it like very focused around vocabulary, Awesome. Um, because I, I, it excites me to be called daddy, it excites me to co- be called baby, especially by my significant other, where we've really discussed that dynamic with each other, um, and, and it excites me too that the, uh, I think the connection uh, is a lot deeper, mm-hmm. like for us, because of that extra layer uh, going into it. Not to say that other relationships aren't as deep. You just you find your own thing that makes it that makes it special, right? But that's um, a, that's a way you can express your intimacy to to yeah. each other. Yeah, exactly. And be vulnerable to each other. Mm-hmm. And and kind sense? of like be able to connect and communicate uh, through that like lifestyle. It's it's kind of. Um, a really big part of our connection Mm -hmm. and I think that there's kind of different there's kind of different layers of of connection within in DDLG too like some people do only use it during sexual play some people have like the lifestyle that you were saying Um, and anything in between and everything in between exactly so there's the the layers excite me the name the name calling excites Mm -hmm. me and just also that like connection that you have with that person because like you were mentioning the vulnerability I think because it's something that's taboo and kind of secretive and because it's something that um pushes you into the mentality of being more vulnerable it Mm -hmm. just connects you on in a deeper way and um yeah we just we're we're in places where um we're able to kind of like break down a little bit more because we've gone into that headspace of I'm on the couch I'm being stroked I'm holding my stuffy it's almost meditative right like you're taking a moment and it's even meditative for the caregiver to just be in that position of I'm gonna calm this person down I'm gonna be there for their needs you know Mm -hmm. um I think what's lucky about me and my anchor partner being switch Mm -hmm. is that we can kind of give each other both that dynamic whereas I can see how sometimes in a dynamic where it's strictly a daddy and strictly a little um that might get a bit much yeah that then it's kind of uh, one-sided to one side Mm -hmm. yeah and I think that that's why if you're gonna live it as a lifestyle if it's not just Uh, a sexual thing and the two people have come to that understanding that it's important you have a lot of conversations around what does that look like for us yeah practically yeah yeah a lot of littles talk about having little time like having a time where they get to watch the movie that they want to watch they get to have the food that they want to eat right like certain things like that like if they Mm -hmm. they have certain times during the day and that maybe um for the the caregiver in that case it's like okay well my needs are x y and z and like after a little time this is what i need before bed or something like that right yeah because it's not all yeah because that's not uh sustainable for energy Mm -hmm. always to be flowing one way right so i'm sure as equally important as it is for the little to express you know their needs and whatnot yeah exactly the same the other way the care caregiver has needs wants desires as well limits Mm -hmm. boundaries as well totally uh that in order for it to be like this you know this nice little environment 
give and take yeah. dynamic. Like, all that needs to be fleshed yeah. the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of conversation to be had. And I mm-hmm. think especially if you're living it as a lifestyle. And a lot of people that I know in DDLG are also part of part of polyamory. Not necessarily, but most of them are. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have other people coming into that dynamic who, let's say, want to use the term daddy sexually, well, mm-hmm. how do you feel about that as a little as, you know, somebody else calling your daddy daddy? If it's in a different way, maybe you're swaying to being okay. Maybe if you're bringing them in as another little, though, that's a whole other discussion that needs to be had. So For sure, polyamory within DDLG. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. how do you feel about, are you, going, are you feeling possessive about that word, about mm-hmm. certain vocabulary, right? Totally. Yeah. And that's, and that's a big one for me. Like, I love the vocabulary so much that it's, it's a big deal for me to kind of give that over to somebody else. Um, but I think that if you are able to build trust with somebody within that and ask the right questions, I'm more than happy to have that be a part of somebody else's dynamic, either with me or with my fiance. Mm -hmm. But I think it's the way that you approach it. You know, I think one thing that always sends red flags to me being in a poly dynamic is when somebody's interested in my partner but doesn't respect Oof. what my boundaries are. Oh yeah, for sure. And and that comes it's all play. of us in this. It's yeah, we're all, yeah, we're all together. Don't you? yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and it comes into play with the DDLG as well. I think it's like that because there's so much trust based on the vulnerability that you're expressing. Then the people have to be really clear on their their boundaries and have you know respectful conversations about it. Yeah, because I I can imagine when you're doing kind of a vulnerable type of play, same thing with, you know, a lot of different kink types of play, and a lot of people find vanilla sex, you know, very vulnerable in a lot of ways, Mm, too, you know, mm -hmm. Um, that, you know, along with that, sometimes a lot of emotions come up Mm -hmm. when you're opening yourself up like that to several people, and it's like... Yeah. Oh boy. I'm sure that has to be negotiated the house down. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Are you a fan of contracts? Yeah. So I am. I really am. Um, I did discuss with my fiance, like doing a contract and we, we sat down and kind of tweezed some things out mm-hmm. and left it open for things to evolve and change. I think that is an important aspect of, um, any dynamic or relationship, like definitely. your friend when you were three and they're still your friend now when they're 15 is is gonna look different in terms of you know what you do and how you experience each other um so we yeah we did sit down and and uh do a contract ddlg was part of it a lot of kink things are part of it Mm -hmm. just feeling like the people coming into um our lives our relationships our dynamics had an understanding of what those so if it you know if I'm setting up a play session with somebody in like a kinky way where we're being spanked and flogged my partner wants to feel safe knowing that like has that person experienced that kink before how experienced are they same with like a health history and like the polyamory community oh yeah you want to gotta play safe yeah 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 Yeah. gotta play safe and and just because DDLG doesn't necessarily always cross over into the kink world in terms of not everybody in DDLG likes being spanked per se, right? Like that's not always a thing, a crossover, Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, like it's important to have those discussions, right? And like just before they happen. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and especially like uh, this type of play also doesn't necessarily cross into actually having sex with a person, like having your genitals touching each other. You can do DGLG scenes without any, you know, any genital touching whatsoever. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like great to have all these things set out. Mm -hmm. Uh, for if those things happen. Yeah, and that's why it's important, I think, for us to know what people's experience are. Because even even though there's um, hard-hitting maybe in the kink community and not necessarily in DDLG, you're opening up vulnerability. You're you're being, you have to be emotionally um, available. Yeah, yeah, and like, and conscious going into that type of relationship, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so there, that it's interesting when people, someone asked me once at one of the other DDLG talks that I did, and they were just like, um, this is what made me want to do vocabulary specifically for the next one, because mm-hmm. they asked, well, you know, what if I just want to call someone daddy during sex? Okay. And I'm like, that's fine. That's, if, if you've had that conversation beforehand, go for it. If that's something that you're into, I'm totally about it. Mm -hmm. However, if you don't know where that person stands in terms of what the weight that that word has for that person, you could get yourself in a sticky situation, um, of someone expecting more than what they're able to give. Mm -hmm. That's great point. Yeah. Not only could it, I was thinking you were going to say like, it could be triggering in some way and it could be triggering. Yeah. But you're, that's a great point. You're saying on the other side of that, yeah, that could just be a very emotionally entangled word, like positive emotions, like, like Mm -hmm. connective emotions associated with that word as well so it's like yeah if you call somebody daddy during sex it's like well that's all well and fine to you who just likes doing that without too much Mm -hmm. backstory either way but for the person receiving it it's like oh are we like are we are we in a dynamic now are we in a 24 7 dynamic now exactly am i your caregiver now Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. and what what is to be expected and it's imp- that's where again should like, we get out the paper and pens right now like yeah. by you calling me daddy you know like let's start drawing this up like well yeah and and because like I mean for me I guess because I live the lifestyle I see it from a different lens where it's it's um, a bit more I it takes on more weight when I use that vocabulary I can imagine yeah, so yeah, when yeah. I hear you know, someone calling me that, or I hear a ring of someone else calling, like, my fiancé that, I'm like, ooh, okay, okay, what does that, what does that now mean for this dynamic? And people need to understand that, um, we kind of, we're not a package deal, but when it comes to that dynamic, there's... A lot of talking that needs to go on between everyone involved. Exactly, and it is everyone involved. It needs to be like, okay, is this something that you're comfortable with? if we're going to move forward in that direction or you need to know that I'm not comfortable with it. So it needs to go in a, in a different way. And there's so many other like words out there that are great. I was playing with uh, my fiance and a new partner of mine and um, very cutely because we've discussed vocabulary. So my fiance knew to ask like, Oh, what can I call you mm-hmm. to like the partner? Uh, and they were like, call me goddess. And it was great. It was yes, so good. Goddess. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime anyone asks me that in the future, that's my response. There you go. Perfect. Perfect. You may call me queen. Um. Yeah, exactly. Why not? Yeah. I love that you're talking about this vocabulary stuff. Is, is there more in there other than just what you call each other? Is there more... Yeah, I feel like um, not only what you call each other, but, like, 
what part of the layer it's for. So I think that there's three layers. I feel like it's kind of the two that we've talked about, which is uh, during, you know, more of a sexual play, uh, more of a lifestyle play. Mm -hmm. And then actually um, when when you, you truly are like a mom and dad, like my granny calls my grandpa daddy. Right. Because he's the father of her children. Mm-hmm. And so I just think it's interesting that there is that, because uh, I think that it's a conversation that could possibly come up later in life for a lot of couples who are just starting out in the DDLG community. Mm-hmm. Like, I think about me and my fiance having kids, and what are they going to call us? Exactly. <laughs> and, then, and how do I feel about and it? And how do you, you know, and that's just a bridge that you could possibly be crossing over at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of just an interesting one to think about. I know totally. it's a little bit more future-based for a lot of people, but... <laughs> It could be around the corner, you know. Yeah, well. you never know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 you never know. <laughs> yeah, and, never just, know. and even, like, you know, family, right? Like, when do you bring up vocabulary? When do you use it, right? So there's, like, a lot of different kind of um, chunks and layers to just the vocabulary in general. There's the vocabulary, but then it's like, okay, when do I use a vocabulary? Yeah. Who do I use it with? Right. As we were just discussing with bringing partnerships What's the protocol in. here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So just kind of having that protocol discussion. Yeah. And I love that you kind of brought up this. So this, you know, what will our kids call us and you know, how we w- will we figure out all these words, you know? Yeah. Um, I feel like the other thing that people do think about is like, what do I call my parents and what do those words mean to me? You know what I mean? Like, so I'm fine saying daddy, but I'm not fine saying dad. Like, you know what I mean? Like, because that's what I call my dad. It's true. You know what I mean? So it's it's interesting. The words, the word has a certain weight and my dad actually passed away about seven years ago and Mm -hmm, his ashes are, um, out by this point on the lake Uh, my cottage and so we will swim out to the point and there's this rock where you can perfectly purge and you can talk to dad and we like to talk to him and stuff and my fiance and I actually before we got engaged went Mm. up and he he swam out and asked my dad for you know it was very traditional to kind of just ask for my hand in marriage and stuff like that oh my gosh and it's so funny because we were up there recently and we're so used to calling each other daddy now that we were on this rock and we're like, okay, d- mm. dad's right here. Hold on. Maybe sec. not with the daddy right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's what we had to think about. Just like you were saying, like, what do I call my own parents? What do I call my freaking partner? Like, yeah, it, it gets, it can get a little entangled. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. So, okay, I'm wondering in what way is this related to a relationship that does exist with, say, like, your father or your mother? Mm-hmm. Like, in what way is this type of play kind of reflective of dynamics that you, you know, you've had in your life, you've had growing up, you had when you were a little kid? Like, yeah. is it related to your own experience with your own caregivers Right. earlier in your life at all? Is that... Is it even related at all to you? Uh, Because I'm lifestyle based, Mm -hmm. definitely. Um, I mean, we do use names when we're having sex as well. But Mm -hmm. I think why it is reflective of the way I grew up is you get to a certain point in life where it's like, okay, now you're an adult and you're not really allowed the freedoms and the enjoyment and like the zest for certain aspects of life that you had when you were a kid. Right. And so when you 
kind of stumble your way through the DDLG relationship with somebody. It's very exciting and almost like new but familiar, right? Like mm-hmm. it's with somebody new, but it's comforting because it's familiar to you. It's curling up on the couch with somebody that you love and watching your favorite movie. Um, it's having stuffies on the bed that you can like cuddle when your loved one's away. You know, um, it's wearing comfortable clothing because you can and you're not being stifled into something by your actual like mom, right? Like it's, you're, you're an adult baby. Like it's kind of the best of both worlds. You're able to have your own autonomy and whatnot. Yeah. And have your own like choices. Um, but also have this like, but also have this like nurturing side and be like taken care of for maybe once in a couple of years. I feel like for me, it was kind of once I turned 18 and then went off to different schools and jobs. I was pretty, like, responsible for myself. I still lived at home, and obviously I was, like, cared for, mm-hmm. but it was it was a different type of caring. It's like, okay, let's hit the mall or go out for a drink, because I was, like, at that age now where you're, like, you're... having a different relationship with your parents. Yeah. Um, and so I think you're, like, you kind of end up missing the um, more... Um, like just comforting and vulnerable uh, side of things and I think it kind of allows you and teaches you to be vulnerable again like I think around the time that I started getting into uh, a lot of these communities was you know around the, the time that my father had passed so I was going through kind of fighting my vulnerability and being very angry and stuff and then also exploring my uh, mental health and I think uh not to speak for everybody but I know that a lot of people resonate with being little and having mental health uh, challenges uh mine is bipolar and I think you you're kind of on this like pendulum all the time where you're like okay I'm really independent and I'm doing really well Mm -hmm. and then I come down and I kind of I'm in need of the the assistance of people reaching out and giving me some some comfort and some love and warmth. And mm-hmm. I think people who are struggling um, mental wellness wise, you know, are more in need of that like nurturing um, person, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think that's why you see a lot of people tend to gravitate to the DDLG world mm-hmm. um, because having that space where especially when you have a panic attack and you just need um the same comfort that I think like a child would in that moment Mm -hmm. um it's it just like speaks volumes to um really like helping that person out and like moving them through the that experience yeah yeah oh that's so amazing Mm -hmm. I'm so happy that 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 DDLG is able to do that for you. Yes, yeah, me too. I think it's, like, really brought out a lot of vulnerabilities. I think I've been able to talk more vulnerable, actually, with my family because I have this dynamic with my fiancé. Wow, so it's serving your life in other ways. Yeah, yeah. totally. Even though I'm not, you know, like... Um, having my pacifier in my mouth all the time when I'm, like, around my mom, but mm-hmm. I'm able to... Um, express like the like pacifier of what I'm going through if that makes any sense Mm -hmm. like instead of um having having on the pacifier while I'm with my fiance I'm kind of taking the pacifier with my mom let's say and being able to like talk about deeper uh issues in life and stuff and able to do that with my fiance too but Mm -hmm. not necessarily feeling like I have to because I'm already in this headspace where I'm like okay I'm being comforted yeah 
Yeah. I'm safe. I'm with my partner. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> All right. I think we've covered a lot for a first half, people. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> As always. Uh, so why don't we take a little bit of a break and then we'll be right back with peaches. Sounds good. Let's take a moment to talk about our lovely sponsors, shall we? First of all, Oasis Aqua Lounge is a water-themed sex club located right here in Toronto at 231 Mutual Street. Oasis is inclusive of all genders and orientations and is shame-free when it comes to pleasure and play. Check them out at their website, oasisaqualounge.com. Unicorn Collaborators is the local leather business of two queer unicorns. They specialize in luxurious and colorful harnesses for all body types, and even craft non-conventional ones for your thigh, fist, or foot. Check them out at their Etsy shop under Unicorn Collaborators. Lovecrafters Toys is a non-gendered fantasy sex toy line that makes weird and wonderful dildos in the shape of tentacles, unicorn horns, mermaid tails, and more. Their high-quality silicone is hand-poured right here in Toronto. Check out their Etsy shop at Lovecrafters Toys. ComeAsYouAre.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at ComeAsYouAre.com. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Bed Post Podcast. I am here with DDLG community member, Beaches. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. That was a mouthful for some reason for me. I know, yeah. Second time around, <laughs> Thought I could relax, but no. Nope. Um, okay, so what I would love to ask you is, you know, for the folks who are kind of mentioning that maybe they're not super familiar with this dynamic, with mm-hmm. this kink... Maybe we can tell people little ways they can kind of play with this. If what we've been talking about sounds interesting to them or, mm-hmm. um, you know, exciting in some way, what are like little ways people could start to do this, start to incorporate yeah. this type, this type of stuff? Um, I think it kind of comes back to vocabulary again. Yeah. Um, trying out the names. Try and out the words. How they they land with you because very interestingly, um, for me. I don't resonate with mommy. Like, I don't really resonate that way, and I don't really resonate too much with little girl. We did try it recently, but it was for an event, and um, it was more so like a saucy thing that we we tried. Um, (laughs) But I do resonate with daddy. I resonate with little and little boy with certain people. Um, and so I think that's kind of a good place to start is like, how, how does, how do the words feel to you, feel to you? And then progressing from there, I would say, um, you know, keep it in the home to start just because I think making it public will be too overwhelming. Right. Yeah. That's Um, kind of a big leap to go from there to there. Jump. Exactly. And, um, to make it fun, I would say like doing kind of a role play situation where maybe the little is at home and, uh, the parent comes home and finds them doing something naughty. Uh Okay. Yeah. Like maybe just, you had discussed beforehand what a punishment would be and like what's a, what a reward would be if you're, if you're good, you get, um, the movie you want to 
watch or the candy that you like or something like that. Right, right, um, yeah, yeah. And Love yeah, that. Yeah, I think, like, that's kind of, like, a fun way to, especially if you're new and maybe just thinking of it as a way to, like, spice up um, your relationship a little bit, then that's, like, role play is always, like, a really fun thing to do. But if it ends up turning into something more lifestyle-based, at least then you've kind of explored a little bit of what a dynamic could look like potentially yeah um yeah and i think that's just also like super fun <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 role plays the best yeah exactly <laughs> we actually did um pretending not to know each other once yeah and it totally backfired oh did it uh, we were in oasis and everybody knew oh us, everyone's like hi they're like hey what are you guys what are you doing two today? doing yeah. here and we're like <laughs> We're not a couple. It's not yeah, we're strangers. Don't know each other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bruce and Jen. Like, come on. <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah. Actually, today I'll mention I did some fun role play with a client. Oh, nice. So it was the you know the the mother or the like some some sort of figure was coming in and catching them trying on their lingerie. So it was a scene around, um, you know, first being just a little put off by it and like confused and like starting to punish them a bit. And then kind of the, my character kind of came around and was like, well, if you're going to do this, let's do this right. And like, let me get you dressed up. And it was like a bit of a sissification thing happening, you know, um, and like getting them all dressed up and stuff like that. And it's like, then it was a bit of slut training because it was Mm. like, okay, if you're going to be a girl, then you're going to need to know how to, you know, do all these things like (laughs) suck cock and like, you know, on and on. Right. Like smear that lipstick all over this dick. Yes, but it started in a very, like, that very innocent little way where it was almost like walking in on someone in their bedroom Mm -hmm. and catching them doing something naughty, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We did that for a spectator once. Nice. We did uh, a DDLG-themed spectator, and I was with my stuffies, and Daddy walked in, and we had all our, our, like, our stuffy toys, but then our sex toys, too, and it was super fun. Amazing. Yeah. For you, uh, what kinks tend to kind of overlap with this? So if we're thinking about, like, say, Mm -hmm. setting up uh, a scene uh, where we're having, you know, a caregiver and a little involved, like, what types of things generally can people get up to? Yeah, I think um, probably restraints and, Mm. like, uh, implements would be some of the bigger ones that would, like, overlap. Um, I think it is good to understand that not everybody who is like a little necessarily wants that as a punishment for sure um, or even desires uh sex for for um play as a ddlg like you had mentioned before um but you know it is as as a little myself who is also in the kink community i do tend to find myself you know tied up because i did something wrong and spanked to oblivion because i wasn't listening to daddy and actually my (laughs) fiance probably finds himself in that position more because he's the brat i'm oh, actually no. like listen very well oh you're good i'm yeah, good you're he's, a good little oh man little he's a, a power bottom so he's very like much like okay uh this is what we're gonna do and like you're gonna spank me now and it's like whoa, whoa hold on who said <laughs> that brings up a great a great kind of interesting dynamic of like mm. okay so now is it like the daddy sub and the little top or dom it, do you play with that as well well that's it's it, it 
because we're switched. It's it all blurred. It's so all so tricky. And I think that's why the contract was a bit helpful in terms okay. of uh, ironing out a little bit of some of those things, like especially when somebody really needs to be in like little space and is like come home after a long day, mm. like understanding that that's your time to like really like immerse yourself into that uh, persona. But when we're like out at Oasis and we're doing scenes, I mean, one minute I have the collar and the next minute yep. he has it. Yeah. And while he has the collar, he's spanking me. So to some people, it makes no sense. And it's just like there, there really isn't. Uh, there's not too much of a like format, you know, to like what we do. It's very organic when we get like playing. Yeah. And silly and so stuff. you guys can switch roles. Can you can you go from daddy to little in one scene? Oh, can you? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so it's so it's everything. Funny. It's it's uh, it's everything. It it's in within like a couple seconds. Like it almost goes from like daddy baby daddy and then we're just both calling each other daddy and fucking each other. And, like, it's just like it, like it just goes everything just goes to shit, you know, like because we've confused each other so much. Yeah, you don't even know what. seconds ago uh, is that the one we're going with yeah, yeah. i don't know <laughs> who said it last yeah yeah <laughs> somebody keep track yeah you need someone in the sidelines just yeah, like easily. it's your turn yeah no, it's your turn yeah <laughs> yeah scoreboard going uh, on. i love that because i love to hear about this is something that um i i don't uh, I don't have tons of experience with this type of play mm-hmm. or if I'm doing it like in a professional context, I'm always the dominant. So I'm always just mm-hmm. like, I'm always the adult and the d- dominant essentially, right. no matter what role I'm in, that's the role I have to stay in. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause that's my job. <laughs> um, but I love this whole flip the script kind of thing with like a daddy sub and a little top or a little dom totally yeah that is so interesting i've started to explore that in the last like year and a half maybe and i'm like oh this is just tell tell me a little bit about how that feels to you maybe what you like about that um my my likes and dislikes so um what i like about it is that it kind of like keeps us on our toes Mm -hmm. um and and allows us to be a little bit more like organic and fluid with the situation more versatile kind of yeah a little bit more versatile whereas i'd imagine that when you have like very strict roles and that when things start you know for example um i was in a relationship with somebody who was strictly a daddy and i was strictly their little boy right and there would be moments when it's like oh you know, what is my role now because my switch brain is just going off and, and I'm overstepping a boundary because um, I'm acting like a top when really I should be acting like a bottom because I'm this person's little toy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So that's where it can get a little bit tricky yeah, and difficult to navigate. But um, for the dynamic that I have with somebody that I'm now more... Um, like, have more of a regular uh, encounter with all the time in terms of me and my fiancé having this dynamic, uh, is that the keeping us on our toes kind of thing. And, like, mm-hmm. having it be just so fluid. And, and it's just, it's, I think for other people who have watched it, too, it's just, like, so fascinating to ah, see. what's happening now? Yeah, yeah. we got a turn like, of events. What's happen next kind of thing? And we kind of feed off of that a little bit when we're, when we are at places like Oasis or a sexy party where people can kind of, like, look, 
be be wondering what we're gonna what's gonna, gonna happen do. next yeah what's gonna happen yes. next yeah um and then I, I had an idea for what my dislikes were but uh oh yes yes so the interesting part about my fiance being more of a power bottom mm-hmm. is that then he gets really bratty mm-hmm. and as a more timid dominant I don't know what to do in that situation, right? right? So then all, all of a sudden I'm feeling like my domination is being taken over and that now I'm left with no role. Right. Because now my partner has kind of taken over both and has been like, okay, this is what you're going to do. You're going to do it now and you're going to spank me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, you're like, ah. I'm being told to instead of knowing that they want it and just doing it because they want it right Right. so it's that's a one of the things that through like the contract again and other conversations that we've had of just figuring out what our dynamic is even though it's can be a swinging pendulum if we're choosing to be in a certain role for the night we kind of have to stick to that for the most part. Yeah. And that's a good, that's a great point because like, yeah, intellectually, like I'm sure you're like, yeah, if he's telling me, if he's the bratty little telling me to spank him, blah, blah, blah. Like it makes sense when you're kind of intellectualizing it after, but in the moment, you know, it can be very confusing. Mm -hmm. uh, You know, if you're really immersed in a role and then something throws you like that, that whole aspect, I guess of like, you know, potentially going into like altered space territory when you're doing Mm -hmm. kink play so Mm -hmm. it can be it's like okay yeah I can intellectualize it and figure out and I can see what you were doing and I can see what you wanted me to do but in the moment it's like you may not have all the tools yeah to keep up with somebody completely switching uh you know the script on you or or you know doing something wacky with the roles that you weren't expecting it can kind of really throw you within play potentially mm-hmm. exactly so it's like okay that's again I guess a thing that you would go back to the contract and be <laughs> like okay so what didn't work about this exactly is that something you do like maybe after seeing if there was something that was confusing or we do we have um like, like a check-in or whatever we do do like a, a check-in normally um there was a, a scenario once where like I I am a pretty uh, outgoing personality and I, I really uh, take pride in what I do know about aspects of the community and I see a lot of people who are new coming into it and I feel the need to like educate yeah. and there was a scene that me and my fiance were doing where I was hitting him and I think it was a paddle or maybe a flogger that I was using or switching between the two. Um, but I could see that people were kind of on looking and whispering to the, to each other. And I decided to start talking to them about what I was doing and explaining it and really giving them some like good tips and tricks and stuff like that. And afterwards, my fiance was like, hey, you know, I just prefer that if we're having a scene, like we're having a scene. Right. You know, like, when you do when you do the discussions with other people, it takes me out of subspace, and I can't get back into it. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, yeah, no, this wasn't necessarily something that we had gone through before or could have had a preconceived notion of. Yeah, even thought about to put in the contract. Yeah. Like, who would have thought? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So that you gotta... And you don't know how you're going to feel even to, right? That's true. If you haven't done it yet, it's like, mm-hmm. you can think about a certain situation. You can think, oh and yeah, try to predict if they were talking, but yeah. then you're not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, all right, let's talk about it and let's, mm-hmm. let's figure out ways, you know, if I felt uncomfortable or, you know, 
thrown off or violated or any any of those negative kind of feelings yeah. within a scene um, that you can you know try and figure out how to not make that happen. You know, yeah. make up make up a thing, and put it in the contract. Yeah, it's like, yeah. okay, great, <laughs> exactly. Perfect. It's there now, <laughs> and it's there now, and now we know. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, and next time that happens, we'll do the exact same thing. We'll just keep adapting, adding, keep adding things, keep changing things. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's good to for us to like recognize and like separate when situations are different from each other too. Like obviously, when we're doing workshops, it's we're there to answer. Yeah, questions. if you're the demo bottom in a thing, yeah. then obviously you can't request that the top not talk while they're yeah, doing something because exactly. it's like no you're when you're the demo bottom then sure but when we're doing yeah like a scene yeah yeah so yeah. it's Even great to it's make like a diff- group of friends too like i think they would feel more comfortable with it just being like we're focused on yeah on each other yeah yeah of course yeah that totally makes sense yeah. yeah and i like how we're kind of talking about how contracts can be you know can be changing can be ongoing conversations mm-hmm. because i think when people think of contracts, they think it's like set in stone. Like you have carved it into a tablet and here is the contract and sign it. And we won't speak about it again. (laughs) It's like, yeah. Instead of it being like, we've written it up as like a template of what works for us right now. But if something changes in a month, a year, five years, whatever it is down the road, then let's revisit it and revise it. Yeah. And it's literally just a written version of what we're doing what people in relationships do anyway. Mm-hmm. We all have certain unspoken, unwritten rules and protocols and rituals in our relationships. And it's yeah. just, it's just kinksters are really smart and want to be super clear about things. Yeah, exactly. And it's just, and you know, being able to actually write it down and articulate, you know, specifics and whatnot, that's very freeing. Mm-hmm. And that it really allows you, takes a lot of stress off of the dynamic or the relationship. Yeah, well, exactly. Like, I think um, writing is, like, a powerful tool. I think, like, journaling is really important to do. And I think when you write things down, um, it doesn't necessarily put it in stone, but it solidifies some things. And, Mm -hmm. um, like, I recommend to a lot of people before an argument, like, go write down your thoughts. Like, write down what it is that you want to say before you go in go in and say it. You, you know? just fire off all your angry yeah. feelings at the person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Try so. to sort it out first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's a, it, I would say, like, people going into... Um, a monogamous relationship where they're getting married, you know, what are your vows? Like yeah, it's right. it there there's so many different versions of what it could what just writing something down could be. It doesn't have to mean this like scary, ominous, yeah. you know, thing that's set in stone. It can just be a very helpful tool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. A communication tool. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um okay, I, I very quickly brought up protocol ritual um is that something that you do in your dynamics do you have little ddlg protocols or ritual that you do in your dynamics Mm -hmm. um we don't as much i think it's something that we want to like talk about in the future but i've seen a lot of other people within the community um because i've gone to a couple of like the oasis talks where there's been different presenters mm-hmm. um and they have like a ddlg like specific contract because there's so much within the lifestyle where they figure out like um 
you know, I need to wash before we have sex right. is like something that would be on that. Right. I need to have an hour of little time every day where whether it's playing or coloring or um, I think that's a big one, I mm-hmm. would say. And I think that that's probably a big one that we miss out on as as a partnership. I think that's where we kind of like falter in terms of like the lifestyle. Right. And I think it's because we sometimes fall into it kind of naturally. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't necessarily need to schedule anything. Dedicate time for it. Yeah. It just happens. It just happens. But sometimes but then, it doesn't happen. But then sometimes it doesn't happen for mm-hmm. a long period of time. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, why? And it's like, oh, because we haven't really, like, sat down and discussed, you know, what would work within this dynamic and what would work well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely a discussion, I think, that we would have in the future, just kind of, like, figuring out how those things are supposed to be laid out for us what we feel comfortable with mm-hmm. um yeah I think too like it's still a fairly new relationship as much mm-hmm. as it feels like we've known each other for a really long time mm-hmm. I think that there's still so much that needs to be figured out about it and I think many people would resonate with that as well if they've never even been in a DDLG dynamic before it's so new mm-hmm. and so it's like where do you even start with the conversation mm-hmm. if you're just trying it out for the if first you don't time. even know yeah you, you have just no idea where, yeah. to, where to begin if, yeah, you're, if yeah. you're just doing like the names first then you know I don't think the next thing is like it's sitting like, down and figuring out when's little time yeah like, and how do they greet you when they greet you and how's that difference between mm-hmm. being in public or being at home and yeah, blah, 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 yeah. we've definitely figured figured out the name a little bit more um we we do it at the grocery store Mm -hmm. we do it um uh like when we're at home um we we actually like we do it in public quite a bit yeah um but it's we were we're aware of like how much earshot we are in of sure, other you're people. St- you're still not right in people's faces doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah like exactly. A little private, but <laughs> a little not. Yeah, yeah we're cause... still in a public place, but we're speaking at this level and to each other. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. It kind of makes it fun in a way. I don't know. Yeah, like, it's saucy. Yeah, it's saucy. <laughs> Why are we into taboo stuff? Like because it's taboo. Like, exactly. Yeah, it's exciting. Exactly. The words badge. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. <laughs> One thing that's funny, um, me, uh, you know, even not really identifying as a little, op- like openly, and I still have a lot of, a lot of thinking I think to do mm-hmm. about uh, surrounding that because I think I might really, but like, our dynamic is not that. But for, like, for example, uh, one of our unspoken rituals, like, I always get tucked in. <gasps> Always, always. If my husband is there, then I get a tuck in. That's great. I get a song. (laughs) That's great. I get like my head petted. Yeah. I get one of this. I get one of the stuffed animals of my choosing to have the tuck in with me for sleeping. Yeah, so, like, that's something, and it's and it's quite funny. I'm like, no, we're not in a DGLG relationship, but it's yeah. like, I get tucked in every night. <laughs> it's so, it's the, when I get a good night song. It, yeah. yeah. That was, like, my awareness was the first DDLG um, uh, 
event that they had at Oasis. They, mm-hmm. I think they promoted it as, like, a pajama party. Yeah, okay, okay. And so I went, I was like, oh, sweet. Like, I have this, like, really cute onesie that's, like, all blue. It has feet. It has yellow ducks yeah. on it. It has a butt flap. I'm going to go and, like, wear that. And then it turned into this DDLG night, and I learned, and within that, like, half an hour of talking to people, I was like, oh I'm God. a little. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> How have I not known? And it was yeah. like my first introduction to the community, just like in general. And I was hooked from the get go. <laughs> like it was just, it, I was overwhelmed. Oh my gosh! It's funny, yeah. Like, like for instance, I think like maybe like quite a few years ago, we were at a friend's place. Like it was a very small gathering of people. It was maybe six people at our friend's place and you know the girl who like there was a couple that uh that was their apartment and the girl was like okay guys I gotta get up in the morning so I'm gonna like you know I'm gonna go to bed so you know feel free to hang out and whatever I'm gonna go to bed though and then she just went off and (laughs) Matt was like aren't you gonna tuck her in (laughs) and the guy was like what (laughs) no I'm, I think Matt had a realization that day. He's like, he's like, yeah. This uh, isn't what never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was like um, my fiance's parents were like, we were playing truth or dare, and the sister was like, do you sleep with like a stuffy or a blanket at night? And it was supposed to be this like adult truth or dare, so it was like a, it was like a funny question, like oh ha ha ha, like. Yeah. Does my fiance's dad sleep with a stuffy at fifty? Like lol. Yeah. You know, and it's like it's like going around and like Nick and I are like looking at each other like, uh, we nope. do. Uh, nobody else does. Yeah, uh, and we like literally are telling them we're like, no, we full on have a row of stuffies on like my fiance's bed. Oh my god, yeah. There's yeah, there's two on the bed right now, but like on the dresser right beside the bed, there might be thirty. And, oh, and then yeah. there's another bookshelf where there's another 10 squeezed on the top of that. And then the uh, dresser in Matt's room is like another like 20 stuffed on the top of there. That's perfect. Uh, we, have, we have a, um, a plushie that I made that's 10 feet tall. What? I don't mind telling you. I'm so proud. He's the centerpiece (laughs) of our apartment. He's on our couch. It's a big Humpty Dumpty, essentially. Oh, man. If I walked into your place, I'd be like, you're a little, Uh, little, 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 yeah, little. little. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm currently, yeah, I'm I'm currently making another stuffy right now for a gift. It's like, it's a thing. It is a thing. It's totally a thing. Like, if you... All right, audience, if you right, find people. yourself playing with stuffies, wearing onesies, getting tuckins, getting tuckins, if you have any kind of, you know, oral fixation. <laughs> Truly. Seriously. Like some Is that necklace in your mouth all the time? Yeah. Is that necklace in your mouth all the time? Oh, yeah. yeah. Are you... you chewing on the sleeve of your sweater? <laughs> Are you? <laughs> Do you find yourself calling your significant other daddy? Daddy. You may be a little. <laughs> Call us now. We can help. 
Oh my god. This has been so fun. Yeah. Oh. I agree. <laughs> this has been so nice. Okay, so we have been teasing out this workshop that you're yes. going to do at Oasis Aqua Lounge. So mm-hmm. what is it called? When is it? So it is their DDLG night. It's always the first Wednesday of every month. So Great. the one coming up is September 4th. I'm going to specifically talk about the vocabulary that we kind of touched on a little bit, and I'm going to be answering questions, too. So if people have more questions, um, like their own specific questions about DDLG, they can Mm -hmm. come out. Um, I've done the talk four times now, so... Uh, I have a good, pretty good understanding of, like, what people want to hear and see. and Awesome. Yeah, and I think I do a pretty good job of answering some questions. I'm sure you do. Yeah. I play basketball every Wednesday night, so I've never been <laughs> to Oasis on a Wednesday evening. It's so unfortunate. It is, because I've heard so many great things yeah. about Wednesday nights, the type of workshops and the type of things that happen, and I'm like, God damn it. I remember Intellectual Erection was, was on your podcast. Yeah, and he Patrick. Was like, yeah, he was up in the Wednesdays, and you were like, no! I'm like, that's why I never see you at Oasis. Yeah. <laughs> it's like because we ran into each other one night and uh i was like we we're like oh yeah so like are, do you come here a lot and we we're both like yeah like all the time and we we're like wait what night yeah, <laughs> it, was yeah, like, it was like wednesday night i was like oh, okay that, well that's the reason yeah. <laughs> never here. never never oh man <laughs> but one guys day. but everybody listening go on a wednesday night yes 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 <laughs> go see peaches do their wonderful workshop yes please do is there anything else you want to tell people to like follow you i know you're kind of being anonymous-ish on this episode, so... You can, um, follow my friend. Yeah. Yeah, you can follow my friend at, uh, sit underscore with underscore kit underscore for all your holistic needs. Uh Uh-huh. Um, especially any of those, uh, littles or parents out there that resonated with the mental health issues that I was talking about. They're a really great person, um, who's also involved in the queer and kink community. Um, that's something that they're going to try and promote is that they're a holistic healer that will understand queer needs. Amazing. Oh, that's so amazing. And everyone, okay, I've got an announcement as well. Um, I have uh, resurrected the Bedpost YouTube page. That's right. (laughs) We used to have the podcast up on there, and then we lost that studio. So there's been nothing up there for a while, but now uh, I have started this new series called Bedpost Product Reviews. And it is a show where I review fun sex toys with funny people. So I'm doing a spotlight on independent sex toy creators and, uh, you know, kink toy creators and whatnot, all those adjacent fun kind of toys. And I am reviewing them with Toronto comedians. So it, it's a blast. Uh, we just put up the first episode. We re- we reviewed the uh, Purple Heart Wheel and Breach nipple clamps Ooh. with Toronto comedian Rachel Manson. So go check that out. It's YouTube uh, and it is called uh, The Bedpost Sex Show is the official Bedpost page on YouTube. So go check that out. Um, and then, you know, wrapping up here, I'll tell you about our stage show that happens the third Friday of every month at eight at the Social Capital Theater. Uh, go check us out there. If you want to email me, it's thebedpostsexshow at gmail.com. If you want to follow me, my Instagram for bedpost got deleted again, but it's back up uh, with a new one. And that is at the bedpost podcast on Instagram. So you can follow me there. Another huge thank you to you. Oh, thank, thank you, Peaches. You. <laughs> thank you so much. This has been so fun. So much fun. Yeah, and and if people happen to have questions sh- shooting my way, can I pass those yeah, on to you? Do. And yeah, we can if you guys have questions yeah. and aren't able to make it up to the event. Great. Uh, yeah, feel free to do so. Okay, I will do that. Thank you so much uh, to you, Peaches, one more time, and. 
thank you to everyone that has been listening. We'll see you next week with another fantastic guest here in the studio talking about sex and sexuality. Bye! Bye-bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar!